are now listening to the Bucket Up Podcast. Find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and anywhere you can find podcasts, my G. You interact with the kids and how they respect you is kind of it's it's you know it's really cool to see because you see some badass fucking kids run around grocery stores oh yeah for sure and, and yelling at airplanes and fucking can i have this can i have that like right. man. people in the back of the seats on the airplanes parents don't say <laughs> shit talking in the movie theater yeah, right. like, so uh, i will say man you keep them in check within respect you know you're not like <laughs> abusive or nothing like that <laughs> Listening to volume 47 of the Bucket Up Podcast. Here with your boy Ty Doyle, aka DJ Buttersauce, aka Ty Lante, aka your mom know all about me. And I'm here as always with the homie, the kid JB, Jesse Burke. What's up? Living good, man. Happy to see another day, as people always tell me. I'll figure out that thing someday. But yeah, man. Uh, Fat Boy Jesse in the building. Shouts to Fat Boy Rob, or no, Fat Rob, as you call him. We went and got $2 sushi plates yesterday. Me and him combined put together like 25 plates away. So, shouts to us. Um, but living good, man. It's your man. It's the boy, the kid, JB. Could have been right last week, aka Mr. Told You So. Because I'm not always right, but when I am, man, I told you so. Um, but I'm living good, man. Weekend was chill. Like I said, eating and sleeping is kind of what I continuously tend to do. But, uh, how was your weekend, man? Uh, my weekend was cool. I finally, we just got moved in. Uh, we finally started putting shit up and like getting rid of boxes and shit. I mean, we're not done. We probably it'll probably be like six months from now when we stop doing shit. Uh, but yeah, we're just cooling out. Went to the movie, going to the movie today. So I mean, I I, I saw Eighth Grade. I don't know if you heard about that shit. Nah, Eighth Grade was a wild year though. Right, yeah, it was just like it's like a movie about some this girl who's in eighth grade and that shit mad cringy. Pretty much like eighth grade was. Damn, they're about to make a sequel called <laughs> ninth That'd grade. Wild, right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I, what it is about middle school, man. Middle school was so fucking trash for everybody. Did your middle school have three grades, like sixth, seventh, and eighth? Or? My middle school was only seventh and eighth. Yeah, me too. But like I know some people who got the sixth, seventh, and eighth, and that shit sound weird. There's some schools that do seventh th- grade through twelfth grade. Yeah, my high school did it where like the seventh and eighth grade was like in a different like building, so it was like separate, but it was right next to the high school, so like you didn't really see each other, but it felt like it was kind of connected. But now, yeah, really- three years in, I'd be like, I am sick of you guys. Shit, <laughs> I need a new school, fam. But I feel like you would feel bad if you were like a. A junior or a senior picking on a on a seventh grader. <laughs> yeah, you wild lame guy. Right? He was <laughs> pushing down a dude who looked like he was like fucking five. <laughs> uh, 
You're like, what's up, man? You coming to tryouts? He's like, I can't. You guys are way too older. Before <laughs> uh, they lunch, they lunch and shit, and it's just this is like the fucking goldfish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they eat shit you don't even want to eat. They're like, right. they, they still got Gerber food. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, anyway. what the fuck? Um, but anyway, man, I'm hyped. I'm real lit. Um, we have one of our day ones in the building, in another building, as we so to, we like to say. Uh, we've referenced him many times on the pod. He's been an active listener, a vocal listener of the product, and we give him many shouts for that. So I want to bring him in. He's the man, my man, Don Terrio, Terrio23, DJ, DJ Washington. Welcome to the pod, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Definitely uh, love the content. You get a chance to listen every so often. I usually listen to you guys when I'm playing golf, man. I don't know there's something about y'all too. Y'all just I, I I don't know. Keep me calm, I guess you can call it. That's kind of that's praise right there, man. That's a compliment. Yeah, I can't I'm playing golf. I, I listen to you guys. Yeah, I can't even keep myself calm, so shit. Sure. Golf hard as shit, man. Yeah. Shout out to you playing golf, man. I can't even can't do it. I can't afford clubs. I'm too broke. I'm not too, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, too hey. I'm not I'm not patient enough. My my first set of clubs was hand me downs, um, but I did hear y'all intro, and you got um, AKAs and what have you. So I feel it's only right if I get an AKA also. Yeah, drop your AKA, man. Yeah, man. So this your boy Terrio two three AKA the Snapchat dad. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I will contest that. My man is lit on the snaps. Right, I'm gonna um, drop some claps in the back of that. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um. Yeah. So follow me on Snapchat if you can. Uh, Terrio two three. Snapchat. It's tight. He does. My. We'll get into it. My man is uh, active in his fatherhood, and he uh, he's bringing his children up in sports and you know how to fucking play golf, which is wild because my dad. I didn't even live near a golf course, so that's mm-hmm. a whole another story. But. Yeah, man. So t- tell the buckets, DJ, a little bit about your background. Um, we wanted to kind of cover a new topic this week. Um, we wanted to branch off and kind of talk about parenting, especially in today's society with such a uh, polar cli- uh, political climate right now, as you know, with a uh, president, depending on whatever your opinion may be on him, um, you know, kind of where we stand. Uh, but yeah, give a background kind of like where you're from, uh, kind of your like brothers and sisters and then the the kids uh you got Jaden, jordan and deja and their ages and shit like that um, yeah yep. so i'm gonna keep it short and sweet um born and raised saginaw michigan about hour and a half outside of detroit so whatever you think of detroit you can kind of think of saginaw the same way because it's so mm-hmm. close um man i played basketball growing up so or I played a lot of different sports but stuck with basketball growing up that pretty much kept me out of harm's way for lack of a better phrase um but yeah after that you know did a little little juco basketball and then moved out to Arizona and I've been out here ever since I've been out here for about 10 years can't beat the uh can't beat the heat long as long as I don't got no snow I'm good man no snow yeah. for me. Yeah, fuck snow, man. Terrible. Yep. yep. Cost so, of living, too, is cheap. So, cost, Yeah, cost of living is definitely cheaper. I mean, it's more expensive than Michigan, but you, you get more. You know what I mean? You get better roads. You get more access. You got more jobs. So yeah. the cost of living is going to be a little bit higher. Well, yeah. But it pays off 
Uh, isn't it, isn't, uh, isn't uh, Draymond Green from Saginaw? Yep, Draymond from Saginaw. I actually um grew up playing against Draymond. He's a couple years younger than I am. Oh, shit. But... Did he kick you in the dick, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Um, Drake, you know what, though? He was always a big man growing up. He was always mm-hmm. a big man and worked the post. He developed an outside game and um, a lot of his game in Michigan State. He's a hell of a player, though. Nah, he's he real good. Hey, man, we got a lot. Sorry, bro. We got a lot of ballers come out of Saginaw, man. A lot of ballers. Um, but now, actually, full circle, uh, another person out of Saginaw that we had on the pod, LT, Latrez. It happens to be uh, Terrio's cousin. So, full circle here on Bucket Up. Oh, shit. Yeah, I heard the, I heard the episode with uh, Trez on the pod. And, yeah, that's my cousin. We We grew up... Man, we grew up playing against each other, playing with each other all the time. So, yep, small circle. Yeah, you got a whole family affair on here. That's what's up. Got to keep it in the family, man. Certain things, not everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bet. So then, yeah, so then you played basketball, moved to Arizona, been here since. um, Then, since then, you've uh, accumulated some little DJs, so to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell the buckets about that. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm personally the youngest of six. So I always grew up wanting a a big family or whatever. So currently I have three, um, Jada and Jordan, Deja. The boys are eight years old. My daughter's 12. Um, The boys are twins, obviously. And yeah, they are really good kids, man. Really good kids. I will say, uh, being around them from the young age that they were, because we've been homies for a good, I'd say, eight of the ten years we've been out here, or maybe seven of the years. Yeah, and, uh, seven. And, uh, you know, I've got to see them grow and progress. What's it like? It's a funny dynamic, because when I look at you as a homie, I see you as a kid. I see you as, like, a child, you know? Um, what's it like having that dynamic of, you yourself still being in, in excited into like childish things like you know not childish but you know you're into sports and you have passions and desires and stuff and what's it like now that you have kids under your wing that you have to now guide in life while you're still learning about life yourself so me you know me personally i think it's um you still as a, as an adult like, it's still things that you got to find, you know, enjoyment in. And when you become a parent, you see your kids and you think of everything that you would have done differently growing up, playing sports, whether it's playing sports, school, anything that you, you deem successful, you want to instill it in them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me, man. I mean, one, having a, a good group of friends to always, you know, bring it out of me but then yeah just watching the kids and and just making sure you just being a positive role model you know what i mean just being a positive role model in their life and um gotta excuse me i'm a little nervous oh you're good bro yeah yeah. we we had that effect on people yeah just know that (laughs) if like anything like happened or you stumble or anything that i'll just cut it out you'll be out okay okay yeah I'm sure we fuck up all the goddamn time and we just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're almost a thousand deep on Instagram, girl. We don't care. We, we're, we're allowed to not care now. 
<laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So, but no, I mean, that's, that's just what it is though. You gotta, um, you, you just kind of see what you did as a kid and growing up and the things you learned over time. And honestly, not even the things you just learned, but the things you've seen other people do and the mistakes they made or the, the um, things they did to become successful. And you just try to instill that in your kids, a good parent or, you know, I can't even say a good parent because what is a good parent? Right. Parent, parenting is so difficult. You, there's no one way to parent. Even, I mean, you got, you can have twin boys, you can have three kids like myself, but mm-hmm. you got to parent every one of those kids differently. You got to right. figure out, you know, what they like, what, what triggers them because I can't, I can't parent them all the same. I got to parent them differently. Right. One, I can, um, one of them I can kind of be a little, little tough with. Um, other one I got to be a little, little more sensitive with, you know. And then my daughter, she's just a girl, so you get, you already know how that go. You just gotta come you, at it from a different, a different you perspective. You gotta family. avoid them entirely. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twelve, man. Yeah, anytime. So. My dad had two boys and a girl, you know, me, my brother, and my sister. And, and anytime, like, my sister would do some fuck shit, my, my dad would just run to my mom and be like, nah, see, <laughs> I, I, I got two boys. You got a daughter. This is fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it's a funny dynamic is, uh, and I'm actually having this currently with my family, is, so, Terrio, you have a brother that's, I've gone on record to say one of the funniest dudes on social media, Horace Washington. Oh. And yeah, uh, shout you, out to Horace. Yeah, shout outs <laughs> to Chuck Horace. Um, yeah, you guys are around like two years apart, a year apart, whatever it may be. Um, and you guys actually, even as adults, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna throw it all out there, but you guys bicker and fight over little things here and there, you know, as brothers do. I got it with my brother and sister. Um, now you then turn around and you have to, you know, settle disputes between the kids over petty stuff. And you'll, you know, explain to them, like, you guys are fighting over nothing. Like, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. You go to your room, you do you or however you handle it. How do you ever, do you ever catch yourself in an oh shit moment where, like, you'll be telling your kids something and then you get caught up thinking, like, oh shit, maybe I did that in a situation myself? Oh, definitely. All the time, <laughs> All the time you, you, uh, I catch myself in those moments. And it's just them bothering with each other. It don't even be them bickering about anything important so i'm gonna give you an example i'm downstairs the kids are upstairs their rooms are right next to each other right and i'm hearing my daughter yell hey leave me alone you know get out of my room leave me alone just you know just yelling hysterically or whatever and i keep hearing her yell so i go upstairs you know, you got to creep around so they can't see you because so you can really know what's going on so because if they tell you they saw the story nobody that fought Mm-hmm. So I, I creep up there to see what's going on. I see, um, I see Jaden literally just putting his hand. This this sucks for radio, but putting his just putting his arm in the room just to bother her. <laughs> Put, <laughs> yeah. Putting his arm in the room, taking it out. Putting it, I'm like, Jaden, cut it out, man. Leave her alone. In danger. You got to ignore that. You know what I mean? But the way I handle most of those situations, man, to be honest, is um. If it's if it's important, I handle it. If it's something petty, which most of the most of the time it is, I'm like y'all need to figure it out on your own. Figure it out on your own, because if I got to get into it, y'all ain't gonna like the outcome. So if y'all figure it out, and they usually figure it out, 
Yeah, yeah and they so. give they give the buckets a little quick background. I you know I've, I'm Uncle Jesse to Jaden Jordan and Deja, yep. so I see the uh, I see it from a different spectrum. To give the buckets the background, Jaden and Jordan are twins, right? But they're fraternal, so they're a little um, little different. You know what I'm saying? Jaden mm-hmm. is the aggressive one, man. He wants to show you how high he could jump, how far he could throw a ball, how you know how he can win a race. Jordan is the emotional one. He wants to, you know, know what's going on, Uncle Jesse. He still gives me a hug when I come through. Jaden wants to give me a high five from a running start, you know? And uh, so they got different dynamics. So uh, just with that tip, it's funny to see how they approach each other differently and how DJ, you know, like I said, from an uncle standpoint, see how he has to address them differently. Because they're two different kids, but they're the same. So. Right. I'll, I was going to say, I always wonder, like, when people are parenting, it's like, how do you, it's kind of hard to decipher, like, how much of your kid and, like, how they are is just, like, you know what I mean? Your kid, like, that's how your kid is from, like, are, are they that certain way because of the way that you parented them? Like, like it's kind of hard to distinguish those two, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um that's probably the the hardest thing and the thing that keep you up the most. But at the end of the day, just like we grew up in phases, kids mm-hmm. also grow up in phases. And they tend to – all you got to do is just continue to do what you do as a parent, and they'll grow out of certain things. Right. You know what I mean? I always – I always like with my kids, what I do is I always give them examples, and I always let them think for themselves. I always try to – ask them questions and allow them to think for themselves. And I always tell them, I'm not going to be around to think for you. So I need you to be able to think for yourself. Right. And, you know, so that's how I approach it, man. I try to, I try to allow them to be as independent as possible. So when I'm not around, I don't have to worry. Right. It's going to be times to where, Hey, I got to run to the store real quick. I'm not trying to take all three of y'all cause y'all getting on my nerves. So <laughs> Y'all got to stay here and be cool. And they, they usually handle They at the age now to where they can handle it. But, yeah, you got to – you just got to be – me personally, I always – my thought process of being a parent is be hard now and then soft later. Right. Because if you soft as a parent to start off with, your kid's just going to run over you. Right. So until you can understand their personalities and, and they can also understand their personalities, I say you got to be firm now. And then be soft later, right? Because I think I think it's natural for kids to to like try to push to see where their limits are, right? Like, you mean? That, I mean that's that's just uh that's everybody though. That's not just kids. Like, we yeah. just as adults we just know our limits. As a mm-hmm. kid we don't really know. We gonna we we go until somebody tells us to stop, right? So yeah. I, I hear that a lot from Katie because she's a teacher, and like she even like because she they started school this week. And she was saying that, like, the first day she needed to be a little bit tougher because, like, the kids were, you know what I mean, they were talking a little bit more than she thought they would on the first day. And they were kind of, like, doing a little bit more. So she's like, yeah, I got to be firm because not, like, any kid, they're going to see what, it, what their limits are. Got a new teacher. Let's see if she's soft. You know what I mean? Yep. That was definitely me in school. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was up coming in, right? Yeah. Um, oh. But uh, getting to it, man, since uh, we like to, you know, talk about diversity and, 
you know, the the different seasonings that we are on the Bucket Up podcast. Um, growing up in a diverse area like Saginaw or like New York, where me and Ty come from, um, raising your kids, Jaden and Jordan, for those that can't see, DJ's black. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kids happen to also be black. Uh, what's it like? Happen to. Ha- <laughs> uh no Terry, so like do do Jaden and jordan this is gonna sound stupid do they know they're black do they have you had that discussion about the differences between race and kind of where not to say where they stand but how there is a difference because i as a boy found out kind of the hard way was it was in like fourth grade or some shit third grade second grade and we were writing letters to santa and the teacher just like wouldn't let me like do that shit and then i asked like my parents like why i was left out of like an activity with that other kids were doing and that's when they explained to me how like we're jewish and we don't do some of the same shit that other people do that's funny bro um right so i was always curious and kind of like you know how you have that talk because it's not even a political thing at this point to acknowledge that we live in a racist country and people of color and people of minorities have a harder path and have to do more to obtain the same amount as others, you know? So, you know, I'm always like, not just curious, but actually like, I'm you a, know, I- interested to know. I'm going to assume that his kids know that they're black. <laughs> I know they're black. I, I feel like it's a little different because, you know what I mean? I feel like it's me speaking from my experience. Like, I remember feel like being a person when I was like four or five. And then the second thing I realized was that I was black. <laughs> like everybody else is different. You know what I mean? Like Jewish is a little bit different because, you know, got to like, you know, go deep. It's not like how you look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can look if you're orthodox. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't you can, you can speak on that, uh, Terrio. Let me know. Talk to your kids about that. So uh, to answer the question directly. Um, yeah, they definitely know they black, man. <laughs> Believe it. Believe it or not, man, the kids, uh, kids nowadays, I mean, they go to school, so all kids are talking, they all see what's going on, they all, I mean, even at a young age, you know, they, they know the stereotypes for some reason, it's funny, just talking to them, they know, they, they kind of know some of the stereotypes, but going back to our last topic about, um, parenting, I mean, I guess we're talking about parenting the whole, the whole show, but parenting, but I was going to say growing up as a black kid versus growing up as a I can only speak for I mean I really can't speak for the other side but you know like you got the Caucasian people or whatever didn't really grow up around too many Mexicans and if I did they were they kind of we kind of grouped them in with us yeah we all live the same way Mm -hmm. so we kind of grouped them in with us um but that's that was my main point about parenting parenting hard when they're young and then soften it up later if you know you know if you see fit um a lot of kids coming from where i came from that's that's how we get parented we get parented hard because usually we come from a a single parent um household i personally didn't come from a single parent household um my mom did pass away when i was like in the seventh grade so i was just with my dad but they were married so i don't really consider it a single parent household but in our communities Unfortunately, most kids grow up in a single parent household to where you have to it's kind of instilled in you that you got to just grow up tougher mm-hmm. um, versus other people households. But um, 
going back to do yeah the kids are black of course they talk about you know they talk about the president i don't really like to refer to him as that <laughs> but for this sake i will um but they they talk about the president they hear what he says um but like you said ty we should think of ourselves as human beings first and then black second but unfortunately we got to look at ourselves as black first and then human beings second right you know what i mean just because of the day and age we live in i mean society it's always we've always yeah just, just yeah it's always been like that it's just you got cameras everywhere you got i mean social media so it's just blatantly out there now right um but yeah, I, I I was talking to my daughter the other day about a conversation that Cassandra, well, my wife, uh, her name is Cassandra, and she's shouts, Caucasian. Shouts to Cassandra. Shout out to the lovely wife. She's a uh, fresh. A, speak, yeah, fresh. speak on her agency. The next name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Cassandra, aka Fresh, she got an aka too. <laughs> but um, I was talking to my daughter yesterday because she kind of had an issue with uh, my wife. You know. Not being not being white, but she had an issue with her saying that I'm just like you. I'm I come from a family to where my mom and dad wasn't together. They remarried, and this is that another. And my daughter was like, we was you know we was just talking the other day, and she was like, I didn't like that. She tried to compare us to each other. I'm like, but you know why she did that, right? She's like, no, why? I'm like, she did that because. She wanted to let you know that no matter what the skin color is, it's it it seems awkward because people make a big deal about it. White woman, black kid, obviously it's not her mother, daughter, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not her real mother. But um, I said she 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 told you that story to relate to you, to be able to relate to you, because one of our biggest complaints, and not even our biggest complaint, one of the biggest problems I think. We we call it racist, and sometimes it is racist, but I think it's more so of not being able to relate. Right. You know what I mean? So I said she tried to bring herself to your level and let you know that she can relate to you on more than just one, uh, one different level. You know? Right. So if you ever need to talk to her about anything, she just wanted to be another avenue for her. So mm-hmm. I kind of explained that to her. And I also said, um, and, and what I try to do is I I don't try to, hide things. I try to just tell them. Is it awkward or does it look awkward? White, black? Maybe so. But more importantly is how that person treats you. You know what I mean? Some people make a big deal about color. I personally don't. But um, it. and I was trying to explain to her it's more important about how people treat you. You know what I mean? And how you treat people, you know, and what have you. So No, I get that. I think the thing that people don't get sometimes and I, I go back and forth on this too. Is like how much of like what happens or goes on with like you know white people with just the fact that they're not like around black people that much. You know what I mean? And so they might not know like of certain things because of that. But like right. everybody goes through shit in their life. You know what I'm saying? So like we can all relate to each other about certain hardships because we're all human and we all go through the same shit. Now then, so like anybody should be able to find common ground and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I get why you uh, you would bring that up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And to elaborate a little bit more, or um, yeah. The, I mean, Jordan asked me. This was like maybe like six months ago. He asked me. He's like, you know, does 
does Donald Trump hate black people? You know, and that's the stuff you gotta, that's what you, gotta <laughs> you just gotta be like, man, no. Or you don't say no, you say he like everybody. That ain't, that ain't for you to worry about right now. You know what right. I mean? Some stuff is also age appropriate too. Eight-year-old, right. you gotta be honest with them to a certain extent. You know? Right. Because you don't want them, you don't want that wrapped in their head. You don't want them thinking about that. Right. You know? and, and it's like he's eight, so it's hard to explain the nuances of it to him. Because he just goes, right. and it's like, yo, he hates it. But it's like, you know, it's a little bit deeper than that. Right. But, and that's what kid, kids saying in school, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where well, they get it from. I was wondering, though, like, because, like, when we grew up, I feel like there was way more. It was easier to shelter us from shit like that. Because, like, I remember going, like, like growing up in the 90s, I didn't really know about Bill Clinton doing all that stuff until, like, you know what I mean, like, later. I didn't know about the scandals and stuff until later. Like, what if they? My family didn't really like. I didn't hear them really talk about the president until Bush won. You know what I'm saying? And we had like a family discussion, and like, but it was like because there wasn't any social media and everybody didn't have smartphones. Like, I wouldn't know about because I'm outside playing as a kid. But like now, it's like everybody got phones. Everybody got social media. It's like all over the place. So it's a little bit. I'm a, I'm assuming it's a little bit harder for you to shelter. Like your kids from some of that stuff, like now than it than it was when you were growing up, right? Oh yeah, I, would, I mean, absolutely. I would definitely have to agree with that. And you see, you hit it right on the head. Social media and just having access to everything at your fingertips right away. Mm-hmm. And then also with, I mean, the media nowadays, you only got to ask for it. You only got to look for it. It slaps you right in the face now. You right. know what I mean? Snapchat got the all the different little stories and stuff that it's like, okay, I ain't even asked for this. It's just like, here you go, here you go. So that's part of it too. But yeah, it's it's um social media. It's that's all it is. It's just social media. Being you know, just um the access that we have and how fast we have it. Or, so do you kinda like try to curve them from it or are you just more it, the approach of like they see it and you explain it? I, if they see it, I explain it, and then I try to always be positive about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the most important thing is just being positive about it versus um, being negative about it because that's just going to transfer the energy to to your kids. And right. at that at that age, you don't really want them to be worried about anything like that. You don't want them with that with that on their minds. I mean, it it, it, it all depends on what it is too, how serious it is. If it's, I mean. Race is just one of those things. It's it's just always going to be a topic. It, it's always going to be polit- politics, race, and religion. Mm-hmm. The things that they don't want you talking about at work, um, those will always be the, the tougher conversations or whatever. But, um, you, I mean, it just, it, it's, it all depends on what the topic is, to be yeah. honest. I was on saying it. that, like, as a kid, there was times, like, Ty was speaking on where like the president used to be something that was like encouraged to talk about and government was encouraged to talk about in school especially social studies and shit like that now they're like yo 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 keep it low keep it low (laughs) like we don't even want to talk about the president Uh, you know he causes too much of an uproar and that's crazy to me like we should be honored and shit like that Who really has the time at all? It ain't perfect, but I don't mind. Cause on the surface I look so fine. But really I'm going 
Bugging, bugging, making something out of nothing Yep, as hard as it gets Cool, calm, and collected Holding my breath, this ain't what I expected Don't argue to death, pull my heart out my chest The card is all on the table, I'm calling it Don't say it, I swallow it When living off of borrowed time Often I'm on the fence, on the line Adding up what's on my mind My feet on the clouds, head on the ground Yeah, we going down, bet you know me now I'm treading water, I swear That if I drown, I don't care They calling for me from the shore I need more um going to it um kind of speaking on trump and transitioning a bit i've gone on record and 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 terry has gone on record to say that i'm one of the biggest lebron haters ever but i've gone on record to explain that off the court i've really have high respects for the dude i i thought he was hilarious and train wreck and shit like that uh he recently just opened up the i promise oh you talking about lebron yeah oh my bad um, cut out. did i not say lebron yeah, I know, but you cut out, at least for me. I was, uh, okay, well, I was I on record just to say, <laughs> <laughs> I was on record to say that LeBron off the court is uh, somebody I have high respects for. He recently just opened the uh, I Promise School in Akron, which is kind of designed for at-risk children who, you know, now can stay in school and have more of a designed scholastic path uh, other than, you know, staying on the street and stuff like that. And from growing up and one of the biggest like talking points, I think people would have uh, towards racism or like some sort of like, you know, just like I said, like a like a, a talking point or whatever they, they use it as is uh, like, oh, kids should stay off the street. You know, kids got to stay away from violence and kids shouldn't be in the streets and shit like that. And now LeBron has opened up a vehicle and an avenue for these kids to be off the street and be in school and doing better things and now they still want him to shut up and dribble so i i just i'm still lost in the idea of like which way is it do you want you know black people or minorities to better their communities you know from the inside like lebron's doing or do you want them to just stick to their own like you know career path and just like lebron you're a basketball player just stay to doing that you know um my personal opinion is as much as they say they want you to uh better yourself or you know stop the things that's going on in the community and this is that and another they still don't want it to be equal and that's on every different playing field you can think of because they still will want the power once that power starts shifting then that's when everybody get i mean you can see it with barack obama becoming the president you know what i mean they feel like the the People with darker skin tones um, were more in, or had a little bit more power. That's why people hated it. And then you see it with the Me Too movement last year. Um, it was I, man. I work with I, I work with a, a lot of older white guys, and they were just outraged that all these women were coming out. I'm like, <laughs> no, you you can't do that. You shouldn't be doing that at the workplace. Like, is it happening? Yes, it's ha- It's definitely happening. Of course, guys will sit there and use their power to um, manipulate and get what they want, especially if it can, uh, if they can grant access or success to somebody else while doing it. So it's the same thing with it's the same thing with race. They um, 
they want it to be perfect. They want you to not be that way. But then they also don't want it to be, they don't want it to be 50 50. They want to always have that power. So that's, and that's my personal opinion. I'm not, I'm not miss. I'm Mister Told You So. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just like, I mean, if you even think about it, like for a second, it's get. It's kind of hard for somebody to be like, "Yo, I got this like power. Like, let me just willingly give that shit up." Like, who would do that? You know what I mean? Like, like uh, LeBron opposed, did it for Kyrie. Right. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, opposed to it, like being for like obviously that was for like a greater cause. But like you only the only merits of doing it is that it's the right thing to do, and so I could see how somebody who doesn't care about other people would be like, "Yes, I can put my my kids into like if I put if like if, if a bunch of white people stop you know putting their kids into private schools and like put their kids in public schools, then that would literally help improve public schools and everybody." But they're like, "Why would I do that instead of like you know what I'm saying? Just putting my kid in a private school and make sure they have that benefit." You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. stuff that you, it's like stuff you should do and then stuff that like people aren't going to make that choice because they rather they're more comfortable, you know, exploiting that power because that's how they've been. You know, that's what they've grown up in their whole life. So it's kind of a hard thing we got to overcome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I never said I I blamed them. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I never that's what I'm saying. Them, but that's that's the way it is. Yeah, it just sucks. Well, I was just curious because um you know, you've gone on record to say that you're not going to uh, listen to or watch the NFL this year because of Trump's antics and his no. um, his inability to not keep his fucking nose in there in, in other people's business and just, you know, continue to get the message wrong on why these players protest. Um, with Jaden and Jordan being athletic kids and wanting to play sports and stuff like that, how do you explain to them now that a, something that was and designed to be, you know, a sport that brings people together is now dividing people. You know what? Um, it's so clarification is not because of 45 and his antics as far as the reason why I'm, I don't I'm not going to um, fully support the NFL like I've done previously with I mean, playing fantasy football, investing money into that, um, you know, NFL network the Sunday ticket, the whole package and all that, um, or making it a priority to watch. I'm not going to go to a game. You, you know, you're not going to get me to do that. Um, but, like, not making it a priority is only – um, only reason why I feel the way I feel is – or the only reason why I'm doing it is because they decided that I wasn't a, 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 a customer pretty much. When they say, yeah, oh, we got to put this – we got to put this um, – policy in a place so if you don't respect the flag then you got to stay in the locker room which i feel like that looks worse than kneeling for the national anthem right you know what i mean so the fact that they put that in place and they don't consider me a fan or consider me a customer it's like why should i be a customer if you don't consider me a customer you know what i mean i think it could have been handled a lot differently so the reason why i'm, I'm i guess you can call it um, boycotting NFL. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but you know what I mean. Is mainly because how they handle it. Am yeah. I surprised the way they handle it? No, because they handle everything that way. I just was like, okay, you feel like I'm not a fan, then I I won't be a fan. But um, 
and it makes it easy because it is football. And I've always said I don't really want my kids playing football until they, honestly, until their high school, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, to where their brains is a little bit more developed. I wouldn't want them playing tackle football. I mean, if they play football now, if they want to play football, I'll definitely let them play. I mean, I ain't got nothing against football. I'll still watch um, NCAA. I plan on uh, attending a few high school games this year. So I'm still a fan of football. It's just supporting the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get that. So so tackle, I mean, I wouldn't want them playing tackle football uh, until they're like yeah, dangerous. Yeah, I don't, I've always – I've been going back and forth on – like I don't, I don't have kids. My my fiance wants us to have kids right now, but I'm trying to hold off on that. But I, I've been going back and forth on whether or not I would let my kids play football or not. You know what I mean? Because part of me is like, is it worth it? Like, you know what I'm saying? With with all the head injuries and like, there's so many stories of dudes getting like head injuries before they even like who like the people who don't even play in college and playing. And in, in the NFL, and then they get these head injuries, and they don't, they don't even really, they don't even really go diagnose because then people don't really even think about it, you know. And they don't have the uh, money to do it either. Yeah, because, that's I mean, you, gotta have, you have to have insurance. So, right. I, I mean, me personally, I feel like I mean, if you think about all the rules that they're putting in place anyway, you can't really tackle anymore, right? Um, without getting a penalty, but um, you really don't need to tackle. And this is all my personal opinions. You don't need to tackle until you're about you know, in high school, you know what I mean? If So if the kid want to play flag football and figure out the basics and fundamentals mm-hmm. and, and techniques and stuff like that, then I would encourage them to do that. But tackle football, anything before the age of 15, 16, 17, yeah. I personally don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage my kids to do it enough. If they came to me and said they want to do it, I would talk to them about, you know, the pros and the cons. And if they make a decision, I mean, if they – Tester me about it, then yes, but at that age, I don't think they're gonna. They, they can't make that decision. I will have to make that decision yeah. for them. Yeah, we gotta get them on ice, man. I, Uncle Jesse, show them how to skate, man. Rip the net, <laughs> bro. I mean, um, but nah, so yeah. good shit, man. I will say, you know, I'm a little biased because I'm your boy, but you are a great father, man. And and seeing you interact with the kids and how they respect you is kind of it's it's you know it's really cool to see because you see some badass fucking kids run around grocery stores oh yeah for sure and, and yelling at airplanes and fucking can i have this can i have that like right. people in the back of the seats on the airplanes parents don't say <laughs> shit talking in the movie theater yeah, right. like, so uh, i will say man you keep them in check within respect you know you're not like <laughs> abusive and nothing like that and, <laughs> <laughs> Which is like cool, nah, but um, nah, yeah, you're a really good dad, man, and uh, you know it's a unique. Like I said, like I can't relate to growing up black. I grew up Jewish, which you know we have our own plights. It's not a pissing contest. It's just different lives. Um, but you know you're you're grow- you're raising three black kids in a you know very current racist society. So you have you know more responsibilities beyond just this you know the surface level tasks of being a dad um but you know to lighten things up like we always like to do on the bucket up podcast keeping it you know the top within the topic of racism i guess or racial uh, <laughs> lighten it up but still racism <laughs> <laughs> right there's a rumor going on which i'm you know now at ease knowing that it was just a rumor that um idris elba 
the uh, actor was going to play the next James Bond. How do you feel about uh, a te- technically a black James Bond? The next James Bond being black. That question's for me? Anyone. Oh, I'm going to let Ty go, on, Ty go on that one because I'm really not a, a James Bond guy. <laughs> I'm, I've said that I don't care because these people are fictional. I already know Jesse's like, hell nah, all this stuff. I did, I will say, I listened to, was it, who was it? Um, The dude on The Daily Show now. Was it Trevor Noah? And he was saying, like, yeah, he was in on the Black James Bond, and then he realized, like, Europe is white as shit. So, like, he's going to be, he's going to be in Ireland trying to do espionage. And he's going to be like, hey, you James Bond? He's like, yo, how'd you know? You, you're the only black person. <laughs> like, yeah, so that might, unless he's doing some shit in Africa or. I mean, I will say he just is British. Like, yeah. he, he yeah. is British, yeah. like James Bond. Right. Is. And, um, you know, but the one thing is Idris Elba is only five years younger than Daniel Craig, who shouts is actually confirmed for the next Bond movie in 2019. Mm-hmm. And the last movie was five years ago, four years ago. So by the time they try to do another one, Idris is going to be out the paint too. Well, you know, I don't know. Five years, that's, yeah. He, and then he actually even said on record that it was all made up yeah. and he's not willing to do it. See, I saw. I thought I saw it was... It was like the actual writers were leaning towards it, but like either way, they might. It might even if it isn't Idris Elba, it seemed like they were leaning towards somebody of color. Which again, I'm cool with it, bro. It's made up. I'm, uh, yeah, at this point, it is. Yeah. No, I, I give you that. If it's made up, then I totally agree. And who else? I mean, who else would you want to be James Bond if you have to choose somebody of color? I would choose Idris. Idris too. Yeah, <laughs> Denzel. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and that's baby the utilizing movies, man. I know. Right. You can never go wrong with Denzel and anything. So. Oh, nah. I don't even know. We don't even have... Idris like the only person we have in that, like, you know what I mean? Like that old, but still kind of, like, youngish, like, kind of distinguished, could probably pull off, you know what I mean, rocking it in a suit. Unless it's some unknown that we just don't know. But I can't think of, like, a name. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that's that age. Yeah, and, like, that status of, like, you get that guy in a movie, people are going to go see it. Like nah, Michael B. Jordan kind of got that going right now, but he's too young to play Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's Idris is the only guy other than other than Denzel. Idris is uh, like especially Idris British black. Guy. There's only there's only like three British black dudes I know that act. Right, like, I know uh, the dude from Star Wars and the guy from Get Out. Yeah, and that's it. And uh, <laughs> Get Out ain't gonna be Bond either. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he's not Bond material. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> So he, like he was bondage material, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want them to get Idris in a movie that's actually good because I feel like they keep putting my nigga in some trash movies. I know I'm getting real sick and tired of it, bro. He be saying yeah to him if they pay. Him. It is yeah, that's his fault too. He got to pick some better shit. Like, fam, you was on the wire, bro. Like, and it just everything after that. His his best role though was getting shot right in the head from uh, Denzel in uh, American Gangster. Damn! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yo, you gonna just shoot me right here in front of everybody? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you did. He's your twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that movie. Was um, but no, shouts to that. Uh, I mean, shit. We keep rolling. Uh, we usually do movie preview. Uh, movie reviews. We're about to do a movie preview. Ty. Let the buckets know what movie you about to go rock. Oh yeah, I'm about to go see Black Klansman. 
I'm fucking hyper shit. I've been hearing like good shit about it all weekend from you know what I mean Hollywood underprojected it like they do every fucking thing with black people in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Get Out was underprojected. Uh, black Panther was underprojected. But I couldn't even. We were like trying to find theaters and like there's like several theaters that didn't even have the movie and it had like four showings. We were pissed and so and like apparently every like showing is packed because it like the fucking whole industry was just sleeping on the whole movie. But if you didn't know, it's about uh, it's about a police officer, black police officer, who infiltrates the KKK. Like he talks to him on the phone, and like he, you know, he puts on his white voice, like how I would do in an interview. And he, like, you know what I mean? He <laughs> like signs up for the KKK over the phone, and then he has a white officer poses him because he mistakenly gives his real name, and the white officer actually is a Jewish guy. And so, like, he's Jewish. He's infiltrating the, the KKK. So it's also dangerous for him. And it's all based on a true story, which is crazy. Damn, Jewish and black. That's a. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how Jesse. Uh, <laughs> that's how Jesse came into the equation. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, and that's I heard how this podcast works. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it was like fire is like intense. Like, it's funny because it's it's Spike Lee movie. And I mean, people have been following Spike Lee. He hasn't had a good movie. In a while, probably since that one with Denzel was it uh, Inside Man, Man on Fire. Which one was did Man he do? On fire. Man on Fire, and then is it Man on Fire? I believe no. The Inside Man was Spike Lee. Man on Fire was somebody else. Yeah, that's right. So it is. It is oh, yeah. Inside Man. But they both yeah. Denzel. Yeah, and so and then he had Chirac, which was you know people from Chicago was not feeling at all. So this is his little comeback. Uh, you know, the dude Jordan Peele is producing it. I'm hearing it's fire. I heard like the ending is like crazy. I like, and you know, a movie's gonna be fire because I've been seeing tweets that white people are walking out of the theater, so I'm hype as fuck. I mean, again, now this is racist, and they leave. I'm like, that's okay, a five yeah. star to me, bro. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> We're working with something, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna th- like, we'll, we'll talk about it on the pod next week. I'll fully break it down, but. Pretty high. Well, I want to go see that shit myself too. So I might have to go Dolo or some shit because I'm in Tempe. I'll say you talked uh yeah, you and Tempe. You talked me into it also. I uh, I plan on going to see it anyway. I just didn't realize it came out this week. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I felt like it got advertised a lot to me, but I don't know if that just like they knew they were advertising to a black person. I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you watch a lot of BET? Nah, I don't, but I think they know from I don't know. Should I be retweeting on Twitter? I don't even know, man. Oh yeah, hey man, they know everything, right? It's as the soon damn as you phone, look up bro. something on your phone, yeah, I'm like, why is AutoZone on my freaking Facebook now? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Speaking know? of BET, they just made a new BET channel, BET Her, on Directv, and it's like more designated for girl shows. But that shit's fire because it has Family Matters, then Sister Sister, and Family Matters and- is a girl show. I know they like showcase Laura like she's the man. I'm like, all right. See, people um, were saying that because I think they fired the CEO of BT not too long ago, and they were like, yeah, because they needed to do more programming. That was just like they weren't doing enough original shit, like oh, like black HGTV type shit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. If we want to just like recreate other shit, but like. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have our own shit too, but like, oh, man. I, either way, man. BT was fucking up because all they were doing was showing reruns of Martin and then, like, you know what I'm saying, and other wild shit. So they weren't really in fucking Baby Boy every day. 
So. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I think it's, uh, I mean, BET growing up for us, we could go home and watch it. Yeah. Because, I don't know, man. We can go home it's and watch it. And just, yeah, it's different now. And then it depends on where you grow up to and the music nowadays. I don't know. It's, uh, they, fu- it's, they, they fucked it's up. They should have been on social media making sure they were like a, a platform on the culture and they, they just they they just dropped the ball on all that because they should have been on the forefront yeah instead of going for direct tv and all that they should have mm-hmm. went for like youtube tv Hulu exactly. tv they should have put that because i noticed i I'm, i've had all of them and i've yet to come across bet or any of them I, nah, I think except like sling but that's the way we watch tv now i mean right. it, unless you can afford direct tv jesse I don't pay for it. <laughs> the landlord does, and right. we only do it because they got my ass because the direct uh, the NFL tickets. So I can watch the Giants. All right, but now I boo like that shit. I don't mind Russian subtitles. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, we've made it to our favorite time of the pod. Burn, burn, burn. It's the uh, you know, Terrio, you're an active listener. You know, we always do this song of the week. Doesn't necessarily have to be a song that's popping or a song that you know you. Uh, bumping the most. It could be a song that means something for me. I'm gonna have to hit you guys with. Uh, this is B- uh, the Beastie Boys. Open letter to NYC. Reason wow. being is I'm going home this week for the first time in two years. Damn. And uh, I'm gonna see my mom's, my dad's, and I'm gonna fucking eat a lot of pizza, dog. And uh, shouts to my parents. They just moved to Bedsty to a new apartment. Yeah. So I'm about to go kick it with Biggie and shit <laughs> and his spirits. Um, but yeah, so my song of the week is "Open Letter to NYC" by none other than the Beastie Boys. Uh, Fire. So, <laughs> he, Jesse, stay dropping that new shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess my shit, my song for the week is gonna be uh, "Money Bag Yo No Cut" featuring Lil Baby. Uh, it took me a while to get to the "Money Bag Yo" album because all the albums that dropped last week. Uh, from Travis Scott and you know Mac Miller and all them, and then this week we were light on shit. All we have, I thought Young Thug was dropping, he wasn't. I was pissed, but then we got fucking Trippy Red, who I don't even know if y'all know, but it ain't even worth it. Uh, oh, oh, Nicki Minaj dropped her album too. Everybody just clowning it. I, I could only get through like five or six songs. I mean, it sounded like a Nicki Minaj album. Out, you know. Does all our tracks sound the same to you? Not all I don't know I just I can't hear her tell me that All these bitches is her sons on every song You know what I mean (laughs) That's that's exactly what I thought And the thing thing is though too Is like she's like pretty average Like she's like average rapper Like she's not like terrible like people Try to make it seem like but I just get Mad at her because she'll hop on Twitter And then try to explain her bars Like they like go over people's heads like she said something like, "Oh, I got him nothing like Skippy now," and then now he's Mrs. Like Sippy, and they're like, "Bro, that's not a that's not a fire bar." Like you don't have to get on Twitter and explain like break that shit down in depth. Like I got it the first time I heard it. Yeah, if you gotta explain a joke, it ain't funny. Right. So if you gotta explain your bar, like nah, it's not a it's not a fire bar. No. Um, yeah, that's, do you got a song of the week. I, I get a song of the week? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, uh, my song of the week is going to come from... Uh, you might, y'all might, might know him. His name is Future. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from Beast Mode 2, man. Red Light. That's my... Yeah. Uh, that just put me in a... 
a different zone, man. You can listen to it, whatever you're doing, whether you getting ready to go to the gym, riding around, you with your lady, you dolo, red light, man. I don't know if you heard it, play it. Yeah, nah, Beast Mode 2 is fire, bro. Man, the whole album's fire. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with 31 Days, Dodo, all of it. Yeah. Rax Blue. That, yeah, that's my cut, too. Hey, question for y'all, um, just real quick. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on people dropping these, like, seven seven song LPs, man, or EPs? I'm cool with it because I'm personally getting tired of people like Drake dropping, like, 27 album, like, you know, 27 song albums, and, like, Migos got a 28 song album, and I'm like, I'm who the hell sitting and watching and listening to 28 Migos songs, bro, and was it fucking Chris Brown just dropped a 50 song album, like, Bro, I, you gotta cut it down. I, to me, the sweet spot is somewhere between like ten to fifteen. If you drop a deluxe, like I, you can drop, you can push it to like eighteen. But like seven, seven is a little low. But if they all fire, I'm cool with it. Me personally, man, um, I think it's yeah, like, like same thing. It's under construction. Seven fifty said it best. Like who who started this thing where seven songs is an album? Yeah, you know? right. Um, I think it should be like. Yeah, fifteen. Like ten and fifteen. Yeah, I mean 10's on the low, so yeah, fifteen ish. I think fifteen exactly, actually. Yeah, if you give me twelve or thirteen and it all bangs, like I'm cool with it. You know what? I'm gonna have to. Uh... It grew on me, man. Because if you think about it, on the album, who makes an album to where fifteen songs bang? Other than very rarely, right? Other because I mean, a lot of it is. A lot of the people sound the same nowadays. Don't you know? They just got a different way of delivering it. Um, but back in the day, when you had Ti, you had Game, you had Pac, you had N.W.A., you had all those guys. They can drop fifteen songs, and you knew every one of Snoop Dogg. You knew mm-hmm. all of them was gonna be fire. Nowadays, man, you drop twenty songs. You like, man, I can only listen to seven songs. So mm-hmm. I don't blame Kanye and uh, his crew and. The, the wave of everybody only putting out seven right. songs because you can listen to it real quick and be gone. All right. I think it's also, too, like we, our, our attention spans are so short. That yes. seven really ends up being a sweet spot. And it's, too, is like you, you if you do, because my, usually my thing is what a good album is, is like 60% of the album is good. Like that's a good album. A great album, like 80 to 90% of the, the songs are good. Yeah. But like the less songs you have, the, the easier it is for you to make, you know what I mean, that many, that percentage of good songs. So, like, six out of seven songs, that's a good, that's a great-ass album. But if it's right. six out of 12, you're like, yeah, this is this ain't that good, but it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, like, I see it both ways. To me, it's like, if you're going to put it, I'm usually like, you're going to put out music, put out music, do whatever you feel. I The reason I just don't like the long albums it's just because they just using it to game the system and get the streaming numbers. That's yeah, all and it, it is. it's also like baseball too, man, or like sports. They got a lot of when you give somebody too much, it's just taken away from it. Right. You don't need you don't need fifty songs. Like fifty songs is not gonna be fire because you hear one person for fifty songs, you're like, okay, I need something different. Right. Who the hell can sit through fifty songs with one person, man? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Who knows. But hey, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll peep those songs because as uh, Ty, that's kind of how it works. I lay down the old shit. <laughs> Ty sets me up with the new shit. Um, 
But yeah, man, thanks again for joining the pod, Terrio. Episode 47 of the fastest growing, most organic, productive pod that is the Bucket Up podcast presented to you by the Bucket Hat Boys. Uh, Terrio23, anything, anything else you want to say to the buckets out there? Um, if you're not already sus- subscribed to Bucket Up Podcast, subscribe to it. Hey, um, that's what I like to hear. So shout, shout out to y'all for um, allowing me to in, in, enjoy y'all company for the last hour. It's been a pleasure. Um, my new favorite number is forty-seven now because I'm forty-seventh <laughs> episode. So, uh, chit, chit. yeah, yeah. So shout out to y'all. Keep y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Uh, I respect what y'all doing. Well, I appreciate thanks, that, man. We do that for you guys. Us, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for. Right. Spending your Sunday, man. Uh, you work some hard. Knowledge on us. You only get two days off, so. Yeah, yeah. it was cool kicking it with y'all for about an hour, so that's cool. Thanks for having um, me. We got, got to do this again. Yeah, that's for sure, fun. man. We definitely got to maybe get you and Trez on the pod, talk about high school basketball, because low-key, they won a state championship together, so that's fine. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, we can yeah. Get, on, get you back on for that. Um, hey, if, if y'all ain't doing nothing, bro, um, real quick, sorry, but um, that junior basketball tournament, the junior NBA, yeah, I need to watch that, man. These are uh, high schoolers can ball. I think it's like seventy different countries, thirty-two different teams, or sixty-four different teams. Oh yeah, and they are high school kids balling. So I uh, check that out if you can. I think uh, one of the, uh, I think it's today. So check it out. Word, 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 word. So for the bu- the buckets out there that continue to grow. And listen, we appreciate you guys. Um, for the new buckets out there, Ty, where can they follow us, bro? Oh yeah, make sure you follow us on you can you know follow if you still do Facebook, like your grandma and your granddaddy, uh you can hit us up on the Bucket Up Podcast on Facebook. Uh you can follow us on Instagram. We're the Bucket Hat Boys on Instagram. And then on Twitter, we're at Bucket Up Podcast. Follow us on all those. If you fuck with us heavy, leave a review on either either uh, on iTunes, the Apple Podcast, you can leave one on Google Play. Uh, SoundCloud, because we on there, or you know any of your RSS feed podcast apps that you use, um, and make sure you tell people about us. Like you know, Terrio said, like make sure you let everybody know your grandmammy, your daddy, your uncle, your niece, and, and and them. You know, Ray Ray and all them. Let them know about the pod. But as always, thanks for listening. Uh, I guess we out. Cheers. Baby. I like my dope clean, don't put no cut on it cut, nigga. Like my bitch is bad with a butt on her The car came with no mouths, I'm the only owner I just cop this. I'ma have to zip him if he cut some corners some yeah. Pocket full of blues, she got no choice but to choose nope. Sailor run my shoes, she say my demeanor rude and If I hit your wife, it is gonna cause some family fear Whoa. I come out on top, my nigga, I win, I can't lose No sir Yup, yeah. crabbing noodles, I'm in crustaceans Paradise on my vacation My life real and I can't fake it My life real and Damn. I can't do that My bitch bad, but she act basic My bitch bad, but she act stupid We let off shots, you call her flagrant Who got popped, don't leave no statement All I heard was he didn't make it She got me to herself and leaked all your information So I know what you going through Your bank account look vacant That's like looking at a fat bitch when she get naked Ugh. Flexing for the gram, you ain't even got no paper to flex with I ran up a check, bitch now they watching me like Netflix. All my diamonds water, don't get fried. I told fish sticks. Fully loaded sick when it's big, it don't miss shit. I like my dope clean, don't put no cut on it. Like my bitch is bad with a butt on her.
no mouths. I'm the only 